Hey everybody, I'm Jessica Elliban and you're listening to Tell Craig Your Story podcast. Enjoy. everyone, Craig here. Welcome to another edition of the podcast, Tell Craig Your Story. Today we'll be speaking to Jessica Alabam. Now, Jessica was born in Austin, Texas, USA. Now, Jessica is a pro wrestler, an artist, and a model. And she's most recognized for being a former WWE and NXT superstar. Now, Jessica joined the WWE in 2017 and made her debut in NXT in a live event on the 7th of October. Now Jessica has worked with some of the biggest names in the WWE, working alongside Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler, Lacey Evans, Mandy Rose, Liv Morgan, to name a few. And in 2022, she was Maximum Mag cover girl quarter finalist. And her boyfriend is AEW superstar Swerve Strickland. But before we go, please go to our website where we're at Podbean. Tell Craig Your Story at podbean.com. We have a link tree there which tells you where Tell Craig Your Story podcast is streaming. We are on all the major streaming services. We have VK for our Russian listeners and WeChat for our Chinese listeners at Tell Craig Your Story. All right, here we go. This is my chat with Jessica on Tell Craig Your Story podcast. Hi, Jessica. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well, Craig. Thank you for having me on your podcast. It's so amazing. I've already listened to a couple episodes with Metallica and then other topics that you cover as well. So really happy to be part of this and thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on and tell us how was your Christmas and what do you got planned for tomorrow night for New Year's Eve? Okay, so Christmas was pretty awesome. I got a hold of my grandma's sugar cookie recipe I baked them. I shared them with friends. I knew like this year. So she passed last year and I knew this year I wanted to like create a tradition to kind of like, you know, if I miss her, like just honor her memory and like just do something that we used to share together, like for Christmas spirit. So that was really nice. And um, a lot of people enjoyed them. So I was like, yay. (laughs) And I saw that. I saw a couple of times where uh, you've been cooking on your Instagram thing. Is that something you're going to continue to do? Yeah, so I've been, like, I enjoy cooking. I'm a foodie. I'm not very, uh, I'm not the best at it, but I definitely love to experiment. I feel like I'm the same way with people. Like, I am food. Like, I'll try anything, you know, like, like just to see if I enjoy it. And most of the time, like, luckily, I'm not allergic to anything, and I'm not too picky. So, okay. yeah, I think you'll be seeing a little bit more here and there, but it just depends on uh, what grabs on my audience and stuff. But if I could share a recipe that's delicious then i will do you like the spicy food yes yes really all yeah, right 
I'm I'm not gonna say like I'm a spicy aficionado or I have like a crazy affinity for it, but I will say uh, I like I like some some zing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I tell you what, I went to a, a place in Chung, China, Chongqing, and it was the h- hottest uh, hot pot. It's like a soup with all different vegetables in there. It's the hottest thing you'll ever have. <laughs> There's a fire coming out of your mouth, literally. <laughs> I believe you. So a year in review for you, Jessica, some of the highlights for this year. So I'm going to have to say highlights for me, especially in wrestling, was exploring the indies. And there were two... Ah that we're happy to have me here in Florida that are local. Uh, there's Boca Raton Championship Wrestling, which BRCW. Um, I won. I was the first woman to win a match there for their first show. So that was really. So ex- that. Congratulations. Yeah, that was so um, like it just felt really good just because my uh, the way my character was headed in NXT and development, like I didn't really win a match. So I was like, OK, like I know this is, you know, storytelling, like they're going to hmm. put need you and stuff but I was just like okay cool like the audience can see that like this character or this new person I'm creating um is a winner and that's what I want to would like for other people to see in me because I strive to do my best and enjoy Mm -hmm. protect myself like I got the best advice from my grandpa this year who is gonna be 98 in oh wow go love him I was just like okay you are old you have been around (laughs) things you probably know what is been around you know (laughs) protect yourself and have fun and i'm like i love it very simple that's it that's all i need so that was really cool and then i had some matches um over at ccw um here in florida as well and i also i just um i was so honestly afraid to start uh, my independent scene career just because of just some stories that i heard in the locker room like the pros Mm. And it was mostly the cons that I was just like, oh, how am I going to manage that? Like, this is a whole new world. Like, while I was at WWE, like, you have the luxury of just, you just show up. That's all you need to do. But on the independent, Mm -hmm. you have to really hustle. You have to be your own entrepreneur, your own business person. So beyond being, um, like, just a professional athlete. So I really have gained a new respect and light for other people who go that route. And no matter how many times like they get um, like a, Hey, we don't need you yet for maybe AEW or WE, they keep honing their craft and going out there and putting themselves out there to network and meet people. Mm-hmm. And I really think it's, it's actually quite fulfilling. So I really enjoy that. So that has been a huge highlight of my year so, so tell me are you a baby face or are you a heel the good girl or the bad girl in this new run <laughs> so enjoying heel I, you don't have you I prefer enjoy, that yeah for sure Boy. i like i feel like i can improvise more and allow whatever i am becoming be during certain parts of the match and i think in performance like I used to, I used to dance in high school. I haven't really shared that and stuff. It was like a brief period of time in my life, but I remember this feeling of like, and even going out dancing, like if I want to go clubbing, there's just feeling of freeness. Yes. I think I could. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of, that's kind of the point to performance as well, because when it's genuine and it comes out, like people feel that and they're like, um, (laughs) or boo, you know, (laughs) But isn't that if you're a heel booing, that's good for you, right? That's that's what that's your job. 
Yeah, I feel like the job is just to get a certain reaction, and it's the same job for a base and overall to tell us. Yeah. Like, I feel like since I've been on the independent scene, more of my focus has been around, and I think maybe this is probably because I've matured more in my career and, like, my my thinking and mindset around wrestling because beforehand, and I see this with a lot of young athletes going in that don't really know too much about wrestling. Mm. It's kind of like, okay, like here's the structure, insert move, move, move. And here's how I'm supposed to feel here. Cause you're just green and you're just being told versus like, okay, like I've gone, I've gone this route a few times and stuff and I know what I'm doing. And now let's make it interesting and tweak it. And like, we'll just get into it. So yeah. It's been a journey and I really enjoyed working on the independent scene also because there's some freedom, like more freedom yes. stuff just because, you know, it's, it's just a different platform. Like you, you are doing your own hustle. You are your own business person and entrepreneur and again, pro wrestler. Yeah. And so, and you can negotiate a little bit more freely. I guess it depends on your relationship with the promoter, which is like, maybe it's like that at, at any job. <laughs> so. Yes. Um, and then when you're with um, a big commercial television show, like they have all these other agendas that they have to meet. So it's a little yes. just a different atmosphere and different things you have to deliver and be on point about. So I am really grateful I had the opportunity to do both because when I was first released, let go back in, I think it's been over a year. I was like, I was destroyed. I like people were contacting me. They were just like, are you okay? Which I'm really thankful for. And other people were like, what's your interview? What do you got to say? And I was like, I don't know what I want to say yet. So I'm just, yeah. I'm focused. This is a very long winded answer, but I also like baby face to circle back. No, right. <laughs> I started off nope. as a face. I like, I would definitely work that again. If I had the opportunity, like I'm confident in my ability. I'm excited to just perform. What are you wearing your glasses? And uh, yeah. So I <laughs> if i would do that exact same thing i i feel like sometimes it's like art and move on right but if somebody if there was if there was like a good reason to go back there and it made sense and i could like run with it totally yes if opportunity presented itself like i i loved that character so much because i was able to bring out like this very childlike and sincere like enthusiastic side of me that normally when i meet people i have to really hold back and reserve um otherwise it might not be taken seriously <laughs> just because right. i just i love to laugh i love to goof around and i've had to figure out how to manage and balance that and like professionally but as the character itself i'm like yeah you know <laughs> I this one show in sebring against Aaliyah, and we were still like maybe it was like my fifth match and i was like i'm gonna try doing a cartwheel in my entrance now and like this frenetic energy crazy person and I totally biffed it I like I wasn't paying attention I just got carried <laughs> kind of like a child and I feel yes. like it was just like reckless abandonment and I <laughs> I wheeled ropes and I fell over I look oh, up I'm mortified I'm looking out to the audience they don't know what's supposed to happen yeah that's right yeah Aaliyah's looking at me like mm -mm. <laughs> mm -mm. like she's I can't believe I'm about to wrestle this person. Like, what else? <laughs> <Blah. Yeah, right. laughs> it happens, you know, it happens. But this one member in the audience, they yelled out, own it. <laughs> ah, 
love it. So it was kind of like this nice endearing moment that like I'm always going to remember. So yeah. Can you make a career in the Indies? Like, or do you have to have something or some sort of backing to, to, to keep going? Totally. I know some people who are, you know, and like some people, yeah. um, there's not very many, you know, like you have to be a draw. Yes. The, like that's the main that's the main goal like you want to draw people you want to sell tickets you want to get people mm. to enjoy and get yeah. a buy game so for me right now I have multiple hustles going on <laughs> yes. that yet yes but I think it also like depends on what your goals are too and like what, what your mindset is and what you're willing to dedicate because it is still a lot because again with like having to manage your own merch and stuff mm art I feel like that could be that's part of the career on the indies but some people do really well in that department mm. so it's just okay. like it really it depends but definitely possible and like you said before how do you juggle all these things that you're doing I mean I guess when you were in NXT WWE that was the main, sort of the main focus your training but now you're doing all these things you're modeling you, you, how do you balance like your lifestyle I have to uh, keep myself on a schedule and I have mm. to, um, like, I have to think about, like, every day I'll wake up and I'll just repeat certain mantras to myself that help guide uh, how I act. Like, it just kind of internalizes and energizes. And then whenever an opportunity comes or if I had to check something off of my to-do list, it's already been, like, a predetermined um, attitude to execute right. it. I'll start my morning doing that, go through my checklist, and I'll make goals, you know, like, okay, I want to have this done by noon. Um, if it takes longer than that, I'll, like, and then prioritizing. It's that, it's a lot of that. And so um, I decided, I was thinking about my goals and stuff for this next coming year, and I just felt like, why, why wait? Like, why ponder on it and wait? Like, I'm just going to start today. So I've yeah. already started on... Um, cleaning up my social media. Uh, I wanted to develop more content for sure, um, just to keep people engaged and entertained. Like my goal mainly for next year is to just push myself yeah. and stuff. Cause I feel like it's quite the opposite of what I did this year. I think I spent this year doing a lot of reflecting and feeling out and kind of like getting my yeah. foot. But now I feel like it's time to like, yeah. Let's go. Well, that's a, that's a big thing, like uh, being with WWE and all of a sudden you're not with WWE. I mean, it's just it's a huge thing, but you got to sort of take time and good time to sort of reassess. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot of time management and a lot of, for me, writing things down. If I don't write it down, if I don't look at it in the morning and before I go to bed, it's just like it doesn't it doesn't happen. So I'm learning to, like, create this skill for myself to keep myself moving and going and consistent like yeah. consistency for sure yes and the same i guess with your fitness workout as well i mean all the photos i see you're super fit so how do you keep that sort of healthy body oh okay so this is actually another highlight of this year oh um, there you go <laughs> yeah. question you know we're staying on track with it so i um i sort of felt like burnt out from going to to gym and stuff like just very repetitive and I just I needed something else a little more stimulating so yeah. I 
started uh, training over at um, Daniel Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, uh, Orange County. Yeah, right. And um, the atmosphere there, it's so, it's very welcoming and very chill. I was very afraid because, uh, one, I, I, one, I didn't know what I was doing. I thought I was going to walk in there like a white belt and just get beat up, <laughs> <laughs> like my blue belts, purple belts, black belts, all of it. But I really enjoy how they take the time to go through um you know the technique and then you get to try and practice it at 60 percent. but my favorite part is at the end of class and I feel like this beats all weightlifting and stuff it's like the last 30 to 20 minutes you go live and you roll and you're actually like fighting and practicing your technique and I feel like because you have to constantly be on and stuff because you don't want to get choked like that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't want want to get stressed out or like put yourself in a bad position so I've really found a new passion and I can't wait to get back into it I recently had um um some surgery so I had to take time off from like any physical mm. cardio I'm going crazy so but it's nice because then I could focus on like all the online stuff and plan there yeah. but the thing I love most about jujitsu one is um well there's a few I love the community um mm solid community at the dojo I go to um and then I feel like for me it was a physical example of what my mindset is for how I approach things when I'm either attacking or being attacked so I found at first like I'm really timid <laughs> and stuff mm. but maybe because I didn't know what I was doing or I didn't have the confidence then I realized, okay, my, this is just a physical manifestation of who I am, how I'm working and functioning in this world. And I don't like it, so I'm going to change it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just started turning up the aggression. And um, with respect, you know, like you, there's a time and place, like you're not going to go ham on like a 16-year-old in class versus, like, <laughs> versus some, a purple belt and strong and experienced like you're going to approach things a little bit differently and that's right. what I every different person is a different experience a different puzzle and like I just love it it's never it's never ending yes. I to start it I encourage you to start it because yeah fun. it's a new way to work out if you don't want to go to the gym a couple of years ago I went uh, to Thailand and uh, did the Muay Thai uh, I did a 10-day boot camp in Phuket, and it was the best, uh, it was the fittest I'd ever been, uh, going to the beach in the morning and doing like a jog on the beach, and then coming in and doing like, not the actual fighting, but the actual, the techniques and, and how they train. <laughs> that first day, I, I had, to, had to get my elbows to get out of bed. <laughs> I was that sore. <laughs> but, uh, I feel like there's something addicting about that kind of pain or yeah. something because you know pain. it pay off or like it's evidence that or it should be evidence that you're doing something right you know <laughs> hopefully you're not yeah. sort of kicked but i love that any martial arts i think um before that i was doing some boxing over at next level combatives um it was actually with uh this gentleman jonathan burke or berkey and stuff he was um when I was at the performance center, he came in a couple years for self-defense and he was like, Hey, I got Jim over here. And I was like, pow, 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 let's go. So I love mixed martial arts. It's like brought this newfound uh, perspective for my in-ring work. 
Yeah, I was just about to say, yeah, an update, your, you know, give you some more moves. Like, yeah, that's very positive. Yeah. and I Have you tried any out yet? Or? Yeah. <laughs> and? and Over at CCW, like, yeah. um, more of their uh, recent matches and stuff. I love that promotion. They're so cool. I, like, all the women I work with there and stuff are so, like, easy and fun and open-minded and i feel like we had a good match like every single time i went out there so i think definitely definitely confidence builder once you start to like kick people's butts <laughs> <laughs> can you stream that online so if you youtube uh jesse oh Ellis, youtube right and then you type in ccw wrestling it'll just have a list of my matches but they have their own channel and stuff and they're really oh, cool, cool. They're expanding, so I'm really happy I got to be awesome. part of Awesome. Well, I'm going to look out for these new jiu-jitsu moves that you're in the ring. And you're just... <laughs> Love it. I feel like even starting it, like, I feel like I have spider senses now. Right. Well, speaking of that, like, my dad was a six-dan black belt in Kempo Kong Karate, and he was always go to Japan. So I think this is a good takeaway to go into your, into your background, into your family life. So... Uh, I do believe that uh, was your dad Japanese. Um, you're close. Okay. Uh, my dad is Japanese and Hawaiian. And, oh. And my mom is Polish and Norwegian. So she's uh, that's the guy that has the 98 year old or will be 98 granddad. Wow. Yeah. You grew up. I do. Was it Texas that you grew up in? Yeah, so my parents split um, early, so it was a lot of back and forth between uh, Texas and Arizona, so I feel like that was, you know, like, I'm always someone to find, like, the silver lining or light of a tunnel or positive, like, just positive thing about it, and even though my parents split, it was a good experience for me because I, um, when I went to, like, six, six different elementary schools, Wow, and I think... And I was still able to keep up academically, thank goodness, mm. I focused on that. But I think it kind of ingrained in me this desire or, like, just this feeling of, um, like, just a love to travel, like, and meet mm. new Like, it was introduced to me very early, like, hi, new person, get along. Right. Find some, find a common ground, play, just have a good time. And yeah. I found, like, and I, uh, middle school was one middle school, and then I went to two high schools, but yeah, it was a lot of back and forth. So it's when people ask me what my hometown is, I usually say Austin, Texas, because I went to I went to school there for most of my schooling, <laughs> ah. um, which I love it. I actually haven't been back there in 10 years and I need to go. It's yeah. a lot of capital, such a diverse city. Everyone's friendly. I'm going there in August next year. I'm going to do the Metallica. They're, they're touring next year. So I'll be going oh. to a couple of cities and yeah. Go. That's going to be very exciting. Oh, Oh, my gosh. You're going to have so much fun. Yeah. If you go to Austin. So I um, that's where I started my first like freelancing in art. Um, I was working this burrito shop called Freebirds, which you have to try. They just build they just build the burrito and stuff. It's like an assembly line. But they are like giant monstrous. Like there's this one. (laughs) and i swear it's like the size of a baby it's (laughs) it's amazing and they do have spicy so all right (laughs) but um i was working there i (laughs) 
I, my, I was working with my boyfriend who was in a band and uh, he was a drummer and they were having local shows around Austin and they needed a flyer. And I was like, oh, I'll do it and stuff. Yeah. So they let me create uh, my first flyer for them and it put it up on the bulletin board at the burrito shop. And then um, this other local musician came in, they came, they grabbed the flyer and like they came to the register and they were like, who made this? who made this? Do you know who brought this in? I did and stuff. And it was, kind of, it was <laughs> I was nervous because what it was, it was like this genie with a radio head that was coming out of a bong. So I was like, I was just like, oh, sh- I'm in trouble now. <laughs> um, but thankfully he was like, no, no, no. Like I, I need you to make my album art. So oh. that was, how I got my first commissioned gig and then I started making album art and like flyers and stuff and it was a lot of fun for me so that's how that kick-started like my confidence as an artist like you know what like I can make stuff and people will enjoy it so Mm. that was very artistic (laughs) and I've seen a lot of your uh, artwork recently as well with your paintings Uh, where do you get your inspirations to do these sort of paintings uh it depends i've talked about it before on other podcasts where it's been like a therapy thing for me and Mm. but now it's like nothing's wrong so what do i do now (laughs) you know sometimes it's just an exercise or a happy accident i feel like a lot lately it's just kind of getting uh the exercise or the the gunk out garbage Mm. out (laughs) before something amazing comes along or i just practice but this past year, I've liked working with, like, just color a lot. I used to do a lot of, like, black, white, and red. Like, that was just my go-to. Mm. I was like, there was some color. Um, I actually have this one piece I made yeah. this past year, but it was um, the year before. And I was just thinking to myself, like, I'm searching for a heart of gold. But oh, wow. There. I like it. Beautiful. I think... And- are you able to buy it? Like, you have another account there where you can actually go and see just the artwork? Yes, I do. Um, right now, it's only been set up on Instagram. I set it up on Twitter, but I'm not very um, Twitter going all the time. Right. But it's uh, at J Electra. If you just drop um, a DM, a direct message, and uh, you can hire about that. I have other pieces on there where if you just look at the caption, it'll say whether it's available or not. And Right now, um, most of the pieces have been sold, but there are a few left, and I do take commission work. Another highlight of my past year, oh my gosh, I got featured in the Orlando Museum of Art. Like, Oh, um, wow. Yeah. I, that, it was, Congratulations. It's been a really good year. Um, thank you. I They do this thing called First Thursday where they invite local artists to submit, and then they have like a really fun evening of networking and kind of like partying with like drinks and hors d'oeuvres and you get to meet other local artists and some people like end up you can like sell your stuff there that night and go to gallery and meet other gallery owners so that's been really cool that's another thing on my to-do list like I need to keep consistent with that and it's it's um I have to manage like how often like actually I'm glad talking about this because I didn't think about that for my goals. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> do you, have a, you, know, do you like, have a team to help you out with this, uh, all these sort of things that you're doing or are you just doing it by yourself? No, I have a lot of coffee. <laughs> 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 okay. 
Um, but that is something I would like to um, look at later for management just to get booked for wrestling and figure out like eventually I know I'm going to need help with like admin stuff but yeah it's like ground floor ground zero like let's go <laughs> mm. you were a part of the uh, modeling a uh, cover girl maximin you were the finalist for this year as well so I made it to quarterfinals. Yes, it was a lot of fun. And what Maxim Magazine does, uh, once a year they have a uh, Maxim Magazine cover girl competition. And the main point of it is to fundraise money for wounded warriors. And they're an organization mm. that dedicates um, charity and donations uh, towards veterans who have gone, gone to battle. And maybe they're not, um, you know, maybe you know, like they're handicapped or they're disabled now. So they'll install ramps in their homes or uh, redo their bathrooms and stuff. So it's like more accessible. So just like nice home improvements for that. So when I learned that part, I would became very like, okay, this is really fun. This is good. Uh, both of my grandpas served and they both have like their vet hats and stuff. Mm, so yeah, right. Contribute in some way. And I think to um, like overall as well, like with the art and stuff, I do like a percentage of the proceeds go towards give kids the world. I like it's it's I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a village here in Orlando. Same mm. thing. Donations go towards kids that with either cancer or some sort of disabling disease and they just you know, enjoy themselves and helps take care of the funds, take stress off the family. So I really love giving back like that gives me purpose in the work that I do. Yeah, um, absolutely. It, I realized that it's hard to get people to consistently vote for you because it was uh like a 12 week thing and I think I made like nine or ten and it's just like all right how do I keep people motivated and believing in me and stuff and yes. it with like okay well I gotta believe in me I gotta stay positive and like if I don't believe in me other people won't you know so it's always like a fun new skill an experience for me but it was really cool at the end like uh I was really amazed by how many people supported me and like gained more like of an audience so I really enjoyed that and even though like I didn't win they still sent me like I guess like this bronze prize lapel oh, that's cool. and like an invitation to their future events and stuff like yeah. I have to show up and be like hi I made it <laughs> so, that's <laughs> going to be a fun new thing for coming like this next year especially um like miami trips and probably new york and la so i'm excited that's really cool well done where are you going to get fit time to do sleep and other activities You're so busy <laughs> uh i just think it's just like management again yeah, like because yeah. for me like i'm not i was this is goal I was not a morning person <laughs> I like I don't know what's up with my circadian rhythm but like I just function like different at like 2 a.m in the morning and yes. stuff um but I also function different at like 8 a.m as well so like I just love getting things done before noon yes my goal is to not have to work by the time I'm like 45 and it's a choice but I'll probably keep working and they're the things you can do, like, art until, you know, the rest of your whole life. Totally. That was, yeah. like, a really nice thing, too, about this past year. Like, I feel a lot more grounded because um, once I was in, like, um, once I was out of the WWE schedule, 
and stuff, it forced me to um, look at my other interests because now yes. I have time and it forced me to also reflect on like, you lose your job, you wonder like, all right, what did I do? Wrong? Yes. So I've had a lot of time to look at myself and be honest and be like, man, like that, that part of me, I don't like this side needs work. And it's like, a hard thing to do because then you're like I suck you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that little period yes yeah but then it's kind of like uh one of my mantras have been like the truth hurts but it'll set you free so be honest just be honest don't bs yourself and I saw another photo of your gym and it had all these little drawings little notes on the mirror so I thought that's a great idea I love that that was actually yeah like, a crunch fitness that I used to go to I loved it like it it was kind of like you know when you go I felt like when you go see art you know the thing that captivates me the most is I could feel the art you know same mm. with art like I feel like that's the whole point of art like to get your feelings out and about but yes. I walked in and I was like whoa like this just feels like love and just self-love positivity growth and I was like this is really cool like this should be like a monthly thing because some things on it like I needed to read you know so I hoped whatever I wrote that day someone else needed so it was like a yeah. nice word pass it on thing it's a good a good thing that's note to self I'm gonna look at doing that as well yeah I wanted to get back to your family so were your mom and dad involved in the entertainment industry or the artistic side of yeah, uh, so my grandma taught me how to doodle. Uh, <laughs> right. I just remember, like, I so I used to live with her um, for some time in Arizona, and uh, she would have, like, this how to draw kind of cartoons and stuff, and we would sit down and do that. And during that time, my mom was going back to college to become a teacher. Um, so one of her courses she took as an elective was studio art, so she would bring her homework assignments from art class. Mm. Uh, it with me and my sister and it was just like a nice fun bonding activity and she would take us on like her field trips to go to museums so I feel like early on I just like felt this passion and like was drawn towards it my dad is also very creative he's more of um the do-it-yourself uh I feel like feng shui like rhythm of the house artistic and he's very mm. well so that's really cool. And with you growing up, were you like a confident girl being in the WWE and then wrestling in front of lots of people? Were you that confident girl at the start or did it take them some time? To yeah, I feel like at first I was confident, but I feel like it was like a blind confidence, like just dumb confidence. And stuff. Yeah. Uh, going in, I didn't I didn't look, know very much about wrestling. I had no idea what the independent scene was, but I knew I had something fun to offer and stuff so that part of me was good but I feel like it was the most humbling experience I had ever ever had because though I was an athlete and I played multiple sports and like yeah. I, I was like well other sports came easy to me so this is gonna come easy and it was not like that at all so I was <laughs> like respect, respect. yes so many different factors that go into it. One of your sports was volleyball, right? Yeah, you, you were... love it. Volleyball. And so. they said here you went to the state level. Was there a choice of maybe going professional as a volleyball player? Or yeah, so yeah. I think the best in a very 
interesting way. Start when you have to be very specific about what you want because you can get what you wish for, but it's not what you thought it would be. Yeah. With that said, when I got recruited to WWE a year before, I was doing door to door sales. Just like, hey, what's up? I'm a solicitor. Buy what I got. You don't need it. Right. That's just was the game. And it was like 100% commission. So if I didn't sell anything, I did not eat. And I'm really happy about that experience because it definitely, Mm -hmm. you know, some days are here, some days are here, but you always got to, again, consistency, just push through. I walked into a bagel shop where I met James Johnson and he is in the Hall of Fame for uh, North Carolina. He's the first African-American Hall of Famer there for amateur wrestling. He's um, an amazing, prolific mentor that I had. Uh, he also coached over at Sunkiss Kids at ASU Arizona for amateur wrestling and then also yeah, right. 2016, I think 2012 as well. And then he was on route for 2020 to uh, be on the Olympic coaching staff with his kids that were training for that. So I met him and he saw me and that same day I was just like, I hate my job. I want to be a pro athlete. I'm going to I'm going to go to AVP and start signing up for tournaments. Like I believe in myself. Like I'll push mm. my I love it. But that same day, I met him and he was connected with WWE. And wow. he just I didn't know who he was. I didn't know much about him, but I could see Did he know he, you but before that? No, this was just like door-to-door sales like All oh, right. A strip of stores going to each door and talk to people and sell stuff like it was ah. um but he happened to be there and he was connected with wwe and this is the same day i was like i want to be a pro athlete i want to play volleyball and stuff um i saw him i met him saw his build he was just I, he just had this presence and i was like you're great you're gonna change my life i don't know how i just had like this feeling so first he offered just personal training because he was like, what's your goals and stuff? And I was like, if I could, if I have like a wrestler's conditioning, no one will stop me in volleyball. No one will stop me. Like, yeah, I will never quit. I will just be a machine and stuff. And he was like, okay, like, let's see what you got and stuff. So had a few training sessions with him, just like weightlifting and cardio, nothing around wrestling at all. But then I think he had a plan after that when he saw my work ethic um, so he started turning on like raw during our workout sessions or SmackDown, or he would say things like, Hey, I'm going to go be a guest coach over there, you know, for a week, no yeah, training, right, right. subtle, you know, and then it turned into, um, I think after six months of just like training for him, I tried to do like AVP, like just local tournaments to get ready. I signed up for like one minor league AVP tournament and I did okay. <laughs> yeah. But then one day he was like, hey, I can get you a tryout. And I was just like, let's do it. So <sighs> I was like, let's do it. Like, there's no turning back. I got nothing. Yeah. Else. Still doing like my door to door sales, play volleyball. That's kind of volleyball's hard because <sighs> you find a partner who is just as dedicated as you are and stuff and like with their schedule. And you definitely don't make as much money. So <laughs> I was like, you definitely don't travel the same and it's not like this cool circus so it was like once in a lifetime let's go so we trained for about another six six months before my tryout and that was probably the best shape of my life ever 
I was just about to say, like, uh, I, I, I don't know how much uh, you should have appreciated. Hey, do you want to try out? Because I used to go to the indie shows in Australia as well. And when WWE would come into Australia, for them to get a tryout or just to see some, uh, like anyone from WWE to come and say, okay, I want to watch you perform for 10 minutes is like a, it's like the biggest thing ever. So for someone like you to, to get that opportunity to go, hey, you want to get tryout for WWE? I mean, that's just like. I was really lucky. Uh, yeah. Right, right time and stuff. Like uh, one of the sayings at the Performance Center was success in that industry is based off of preparation and sometimes luck and stuff. Yeah get the opportunity so just always always be ready always train yeah that's right yeah take that opportunity and like i'm i'm glad that like that day i met james i was just like i decided like a form of preparation was just my attitude i was just like i'm gonna this is what i want to do and i dedicated myself to it the first lesson i got from him and stuff and it was actually at that coffee shop that very same day because again had like this aura about him and I asked him I was like what do you I don't know what you do but what is what's your latest mantra you know just striking up conversation and he was like the four d's I'll never forget this he was like you have to have the desire to do it if you're not desire if you don't have like the want or care like you're not going to be motivated like you're not going to move whatever it is you want in your heart like the desire for it you have to be dedicated you have to be determined and stuff at the same time and then you have to have the discipline for the consistency so four d's from james johnson always kept them close and served me well so yeah and then uh, you finally got the call from wwe and then how does that all come about it's different schedule yeah but for me it was so he helped me get a profile he helped set up the tryout um prepared for it when I got there, did the tryout, which was so fun, so fun. I had like that feeling of like, ah, oh, this is where I belong and stuff. So it was really cool. But then afterwards, you don't hear anything from anybody. Right. You know, it's like going on a date where you think, <laughs> you don't call that. Like, <laughs> what did I do wrong? <laughs> was it me? Who else did they find? I yeah. it was good. <laughs> so. Yeah. I was like, JJ, JJ, I haven't heard anything from you yet. I feel like I should do like a follow-up. Thank you, email. Like I should say yeah. something. He was like, no, chill. They know what they're doing. They know. Uh, I don't they see your attitude, just back off. So I've had to like keep that as well. Like if I get too excited or anxious about anything, just be like, all right, just pause. Like time will tell, like just wait. You know, like I presented myself. They, it worked out. So. Yeah. <laughs> but so I it was. Was there something that they were looking for? Did they say anything that, like, when you did the tryout? Because I know, again, some wrestlers in Australia, they were looking for a, a particular person where they would just, they would get, like, one part of the body and work on that all the time. I remember I was talking to Canyon Seaman at the end of my tryout, and I was mm. like, how do you think I did? Like, what's working? What's not? Mm. What, like... Can I do anything when I go home after the tryout and like go to a different wrestling school? Because I had I had had no wrestling training beforehand. Yeah, right. did my first flip bump at the tryout, and I was like, I don't know what the hell. 
remember Robbie Brookside was just like dead on looking at me in the eye. He was like, you got this. And I was like, I got this. <laughs> so, yeah. But I remember I used to like, when I was little, I used to run to, after school, I'd run to my bed and stuff. I would just like run and then I would do a flip bump on the bed. Like I would just flip. <laughs> I felt like <laughs> this technique already. <laughs> so, I'm going to do this. <laughs> I guess I was a crazy kid. But he just told me, he was like, don't do anything. Like, mm. make it and stuff. We would rather train you here. And he just said that you have a look. You have a look. And I, every time I hear that, I like, it's made me more self-aware. Because at first I was like, okay, like, I look different. But then I had to step back and be like, okay, well, I'm 5'10". I'm lean. I move well. I'm mixed culture, mixed race. So it's like, okay. How how many of their how many of, of me's or like archetypes or people that look like me are out there? So I think like when you read what your thing is about you that makes you special, that definitely sets you apart and you could focus on that. So when you ask me like, okay, well, they're looking for a certain type. Sometimes I feel like they don't really know what they're looking for until they see it. Yes. So if there's light inside of you or um, this cool, random, wacky thing or way that you talk you know yes. and then times where they are looking for something specific for like a role for a storyline that would complement like whoever they may be pushing or whatever agenda they have so they didn't really tell me they were like we've been looking for you <laughs> you know <laughs> like I don't think that they would I'm not sure if they would say that to anybody <laughs> I yes. don't so how long did they wait until you actually got the phone call or you got Oh, yeah. I remember the email. I don't remember the date. Uh, but at the end of the trial, they said, you're going to get an email that says yes, no, or just not right now, or maybe. And I got an email with another girl who was super talented. She ended up not signing um, yeah. because she had other to follow her on Instagram. She's really sweet. But it was a yes. It was, and it was in all caps. And I was just like, oh, me? <laughs> <laughs> My at my tryout, like my tryout was super stacked. Like Shayna Baszler was there, oh, uh, wow. Ruby Ryan, Dang. I'm trying to think of who else was there at the tryout, but was, those uh, were the first. Ray Ripley was she? Was he going? She was not. Oh, but we were in the same class coming in. Right, right. Yeah, I was in a banging class as well. Like I got the list here. It's uh, it's the who's who. <laughs> yeah, Dakota Kai. Um, Liv Morgan, Lacey Evans, Bianca Belair. Oh, they were at the tryout. Oh, they oh right. Oh, sorry. Right. They were. They weren't. They weren't trying out. Like they were already. They were already ahead of Harder. me. But they were Harder. prepping and stuff. I remember them specifically. I remember specifically Bianca Belair and stuff. She was just like I didn't know too much about NXT and stuff, but I was just like, wow, you're the EST. It's <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> really sweet and she was like okay cool like I like your work ethic and stuff so um, that was really cool and then it was later on um I think a couple years later that we had a combine and because she's the EST I made it a goal I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I can like I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up I'm gonna do something like I see you I see you you're motivating as hell like let's go (laughs) combine came like I um I remember we were like head to head for a long jump and stuff and we were just like pushing like inch by inch and as soon as I would 
beat her inch or like match hers, she would go again. Like she's hella competitive. Yeah. And I really that about her. Um, but what ended up happening, she got first and then I got second. So that was like, it, it's just kind of cool to have uh, that caliber of athletes around you with like that mindset like they won't quit and they'll push because I feel like it just brings you up like iron sharpens iron I know that's cliche but it's true that's really cool and then like when you got there like who was training you like is Sean Michaels there at that time or was uh, William Regal who were the trainers there in, in that period during that time William Regal would always be at the tryouts and stuff and he would offer advice very down-to-earth person very approachable very kind if you see him, don't hesitate to ask a question and stuff. Yeah, right. Like he's there about the industry and the business and he's dedicated a lot of his life to it. So if yeah. anything, come across him professionally, like definitely, definitely try and get his two cents. But he was doing the speeches. Uh, my first coach was Robbie Brookside and I loved his classes because he always had some sort of funny story and he was like warm and kind and, funny i have a but lot that's of what, for him but that's what you want as a coach like you want someone that's motivating but also can have a joke with you as well keep it loose oh yeah for sure for sure and there are some coaches you know like it's so many different personalities from all over the world different yeah. backgrounds you know i think like you don't have to be buddy buddy with them you just have to show up with your work ethic and your goals and they'll mm. respect that now, with the promos, I mean, they're a huge part of the wrestling now. Did that take your time to do that, or were you sort of natural? No. No. I sucked it. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I didn't tell people off. Like, I had never been in a fight. I had never wanted to be in a fight in my life, so I didn't even know. I was, like, saying second-grade insults to, like, people <laughs> who like, doing professional. So I remember promo class always you know, it always felt anxious for me, you know? Yeah. But I feel like when I started to have more conflict in my life, I used to be like conflict, like avoid, you know, cause it just seems messy to me. Uh, like, but I've learned over time, like you have to embrace those conflicts and choose how you're going to carry yourself through it and like escalate or deescalate or just neutralize. So yeah. Yeah, but I really sucked. Like, I, I was doing that Jesse show gimmick and, like, <laughs> like there's no danger. And then when I became, like, more into wrestling and, like, learning more about martial arts, it was, I was kind of like, actually, like, I like the badasses. I like the people who, like, exude this danger about yeah. them. Like, if someone shows up and they're like, and this is what I did for a while. So looking back, I'm like, oh, but I had to go through it. But I was like, I'm, I'm just this pretty girl and I'm showing up and, ha you know like that that doesn't scare anybody you know like <laughs> that doesn't scare anybody at all but now it's just like well I know how to I know how to break your arm you know and am I gonna like be aggressive about it it depends yeah. on it depends on the opponent and what they just did and then for but, you like uh with the, with the wrestling you, you're trained to not hurt them so one, were there injuries? And two, did it take your time to adjust to actually not throw like a proper kick or a punch? It takes time. It takes yeah. time and practice and experience as well. And then a lot of like understanding and forgiveness as well, because there are instances where accidents happen. Yeah. You know, 
like you're tired or like your timing and chemistry is off with somebody. So you just have to like kind of understand it comes with the territory. Like it just, it's just a part of it. Yeah. On the road, being on the road touring, you had to go to England as well. How did you deal with being on the road so much with WWE? It's this huge juggernaut just traveling all over the world. So how did you sort of adapt to that? So I had, um, first off, it was uh, during developmental in NXT, and they just started up again. So I'm really excited for all of my friends who are still there. They do a coconut loops or NXT shows that are local in Florida. They're not televised. You do them um, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday every single week. Drive anywhere from like 45 minutes to three and a half hours away and do it three days in a row. And I really enjoyed that part of it because it it developed like a lot of camaraderie. You know, Mm -hmm. like people are tired. People are thinking like, oh crap, I don't have gas money. Can you help me out? Or like getting (laughs) a car ride's a good time. And then maybe you learn that ah, I don't really want to be in a car with that person or like, this is my group. So that part, like the camaraderie was really cool. And that definitely helps a lot, especially if you're tired. Like if, if you're tired, but you're surrounded by good people and people you get along with and that are funny, like if you're funny, yeah. that's such a so <laughs> Yeah, Just trying to make jokes and have a good time. Who are those people that we, you were traveling with like the most? <laughs> My two regular car rides that uh, I really miss, uh, they have different names now, but they were with the referees just because they were like really nice about not knowing very much about wrestling. So I would just pick their brains and ask them a lot of questions and then ask about timing. So that side of it was really cool. Shout out to Tom and Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> And it says here your first match was 2017. How nervous were you that first match? I was too nervous. My first opponent was Liv. It was like, I think it's supposed to be a four minute match. Like looking back, I had like two, maybe two things to remember. But I was just freaking out before Curtin. (laughs) She's already out there. She's getting a reaction. She's a baby face. I'm a baby face too. I don't know what the hell's going on. But I remember (laughs) during the first it was like literally like the first spot like i i forgot something or i got clumsy footed or nervous but it i just remember it wasn't whatever happened wasn't supposed to happen i remember her coming down to get me and she's like oh shit and then like, just, <laughs> like, started, like putting me back on track and like she's so so much smaller than me yeah. you know so it's good to have someone else that was more experienced for sure because like if someone else if I had a match with someone with my experience and that was my first time like it would be bad it would be so <laughs> bad but I'm glad it happened because <laughs> it's yeah. just like when it because when it was my turn and I was on the other side of it I like it helped me understand I was like oh shit like go get home but it's cool. fine <laughs> I'm always interested about the music as well who picked your music was it you so uh, the first one was different from normal. My intention with creating like the Jesse Show gimmick was to go against the grain of what was already uh, acts that were already there. Like I remember at the performance center, I would my first like months there, I would stay extra and I I would look and see what everyone else was doing. Like just observe because you don't want to be doing the same thing as anyone else, especially mm. if they've been working forever. 
and at that time it was a lot of the same like it was a lot of like I'm really tough and I'm going to kick your ass or um, <laughs> you're, you're like the new guy and I'm going to kick your ass um, more aggressive and I was like well I'm I just want to do something different and I'm going to mm. stand out and no one's acting goofy over here either because it's by design like you're not supposed to or because no one believes in a character like this could be dangerous but I was like I'm gonna find what's open and fill that fill that because I didn't really know what I wanted to do yet like they say finding your gimmick and who you are is the hardest part of your development I think it's different for everybody but it definitely is a process it's a process and it takes time but when I was choosing my music um, again, with being different, I found this track because I wanted something that sounded kind of like the Beastie Boys, such a fan. Um, <laughs> and it was the closest I could find, you know, and I didn't have the resources at the time to like have someone make a track for me. Um, but uh, Ryan Katz helped me find that. And even as my music changed over the years, he, Ryan Katz is one of the most creative people I know and very helpful as well. So shout out to Ryan Katz. That's um, really cool. But yeah. Track was like different than normal, and I was like, perfect. <laughs> That's really cool. And then uh, you were also a part of the Robert Stone brand. These must have been some pretty cool times. It looks like so much fun doing like the promos for this sort of thing. So tell us a little bit about that. So first one in Robert Stone brand, it was Robert and Aaliyah, yes. and they were so easy to play off of. At first, I was like, I'm just gonna play silent role and just like react to what you guys are doing because they offer so much just as like characters and entertaining and it's like okay well where's the balance where do I fit in because if I come in with the same kind of energy and stuff um it's kind of muffled and like we need to figure out like who's up here who's here and who's here so that was fun and then Robert Stone is such an entertainer he's been in the industry for so long <laughs> he's just like he's like the most He'll find a way to entertain. Like, I'm not worried about him. Uh, mm-hmm. And later on, then Taya came, uh, Frankie Monet. And with her, it was a cool experience because she had already so much indie experience. And she came in the door knowing what she wanted to accomplish, which I thought was really cool. Because for me, like, when I first came, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I want. I just love mm-hmm. that I'm here. And I want to yes. learn. So it was really cool to see that um, her experience come together and like uh, her work ethic as well. So it was a good experience. Mm, yeah, right. One of the things that I saw on your Instagram was like a pinch me moment for you. It was the WrestleMania and the access. And I saw your little comment and it said, this is such an amazing experience and I'm going to stop because I'm going to cry now. Because I went to Access as well. Uh, I went to WrestleMania a couple of years ago and I got to meet Hulk Hogan and uh, Triple H. So it was an amazing experience. So tell, tell me about your experience uh, with Access and WrestleMania. Uh, so it's so, I'm so sad because it was so long ago and it was just once. But it, it's just marvelous. It's definitely it's a sight to see, like, if whether you're a fan or performer, reporter, that was, it was so cool because it was just different and you just had to come ready. I remember it was my first time going to like New York, New Jersey area. And it was oh, so yeah, cold. right. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
because uh, Lacey, and, Lacey Evans and I were supposed to have um, like a match at one of the other accesses like a month right. beforehand out so because it was an outdoor venue and I was like oh. um but it's just it just feels magical like you go there you meet a ton of fans a lot of people didn't know who I was because why would they like I was just in developmental wasn't on tv at all but I remember during a like the photo op thing they had like a different booth lined up lined up lined up and I was like the last one and I remember someone was like I you are but let's take a picture and I was like let's go um uh, that's fine with me like yeah not later though (laughs) (laughs) look at me now (laughs) yeah first there's like the access part where like you can meet more fans so that was a cool opportunity and then there was like the other shows going on so they did tapings for um when worlds collide and I had Mm. a match with uh, Dana Brooke, and then I had a match with uh, Deanna Parazzo, also a, also very talented, knows her stuff. So that was really cool. I remember I took a picture with her at the end. I took a picture with both of them at the end, but I didn't post it because we were like so sweaty and like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, maybe not. Yeah. Um, so there's that side of it. And then it was like, then after that, you go to. Uh, you go to the venue, you go to WrestleMania and yeah. there you can, all the legends, you, oh, yeah. you just soak it in. It was such a, like, wow. Like I've never seen anything like that. And I've never experienced like that. The ring is at the bottom and the way the stadium was up and you could just hear the, the roar of cheers yeah. just echo up and then come back down. And it was like, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps. So I got to do, during uh, COVID era, I got to be on main event, and I faced uh, Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair, and it was actually really cool because I got a nice pop from my peers because at the time we could only do um like just essential people, like no audience, no outside people, so we had to be the audience and like bring the energy and cheer, and then oh right yeah. Yeah, that was the time. Like, those were really long days. And I think it felt a lot broader with, like, the roster because it was like, oh, we're in this together, but we get to do what we love still, you know, and we're, like, really fortunate. So when we did that, uh, I think I was, like, maybe one of the only people who were able to do a main event and stuff. Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, And and how was that for you in, in 2020 when the whole lockdown shut down the U.S.? But we got home assignments, you know, like just to work out or work on promos. So they kept us busy. They kept us engaged, which I felt was good instead of going cold and then like, oh, like trying to get back in the swing of things. And then as soon as we could, we just got we just started to work again. So I remember I went to go see my family and stuff because I knew it was coming. Like I was actually scheduled to go to uh, an Evolve show, Philly and I think somewhere else. I forget where, but I was really excited to do Evolve because it was it would have been like more independent experience and just like outside away from like just what I'm used to. It's just new experience. So I was excited. But then COVID happened, lockdown, stay home. And I could tell like I would have some time off from work. So I went home to see my family because <laughs> I yes. had along and I'm really glad that I did but I remember two days before I had a match with Mia Yim on NXT at Full Sail 
I got a text or call from one of the nice admin people in the office and they're like, you need to come home and stuff. Cause I don't think everyone knew about it. And so, cause they were talking like, what are we going to do with Jesse? And so I went back and then I did a quarantine here in Florida. <laughs> so <laughs> quarantine here in Florida. Uh, and then, then we just started doing like, Smackdown and Raw stuff at the Performance Center and it was like it was a thing you know it was a time everyone went through like daily weekly COVID testing oh crap someone got positive you were near them in 24 hours stay home Mm. like they took as many precautions as they could and that we didn't really know that much about at the time so after that things started to work up again and I remember we'd would just resume training we used to have to train in our face masks which oh yeah right horrible like you're already like <laughs> for air because you're running <laughs> but like you're you're muffled and you're like <laughs> like what, what yes yeah. oh crap duck you know so yeah it was like I feel like COVID for me was it was good like I know it sucked for a lot of people but I'm like blessed like I still had a job I was able to see my family and mm. I was able to come back to work so during that time I consider myself one of the very very fortunate people and it kind yeah. of to watch like see other people struggle through it like even the mental side of it challenge and I feel like any advice I can offer if there's ever like a quiet period in your life where you don't have work you know and or you're having some time off, my advice would be just to look inward, think about what you really like and who you're going to be and the things that no one can ever take away from you, like characteristics, like integrity, um, work ethic, trust, you know, and like, as soon as you know who you are, like, you know how to maneuver and go forward. Yes. Yeah. Who was the one or two people that you always like to work with in the ring? Um, chemistry-wise, Shayna Baszler. She was actually uh, my, I was in like a storyline, that was my debut, actually. She was choking me out. <laughs> and I, was, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. And I remember afterwards, I was like, did I choke it? Was I okay? You know? Was, <laughs> yeah, you were fine. <laughs> and stuff. Um, but I really enjoyed working with her. Um, even her in the locker room and stuff at NXT, she had a presence of like, locker room leader and she had already been in locker rooms before with her MMA so I think she knew what she was doing and like how to carry herself and knew what she wanted someone on the independent scene who I really loved working with was Kylan King can't wait to kick her ass again (laughs) like definitely someone to look out for especially like coming up on the indies a lot she's she's got a lot of accolades at different promotions and I only have like high praise for her. Yeah, right. And what's the best piece of advice you've ever had? Well, most recently, uh, the one I mentioned for my granddad, have fun right. in myself. I think as soon as I, I felt like my whole life I knew how to have fun, but I didn't know how to protect myself around certain things. I was just like in la la land, you know, like, ah, la 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 la, not very, not as cautious as I am, but I think it was experience. And as long as you understand what your position is, like, it's just, it's chess. Like if, if I'm a knight, this is how I can move. 
and this is how I'm going to get you. No, or because <laughs> like we all have different limitations. We all have different resources. And I think the more honest you are with yourself about what you have and then honest about what you want, like you're, you're going to succeed and always look you- above you for advice. Don't ask for advice mm-hmm. with people on the same level. Always look up. If there was a young girl that wants to be like you and wants to get into the rest business, what advice would you give her? I would say I'm not really sure how they're running the tryouts now, but I can tell based on the last recruits, being an athlete is something that they're looking for. Having a positive attitude, even when you fail. I think when you fail, fail gracefully and learn. There's never a loss and failure as long as you get a lesson. So I would say like in that, like also being honest with yourself, like it's okay to one day to be like, you know what? I really suck at this. Like, what can I do? Cause a lot of those things are temporary. Actually everything is temporary. That's a, that's another point. Like enjoy the moment as much as you can. Cause I feel like there were moments that I didn't understand fully what I had. So I didn't really appreciate it the way that I could have. So now when I look back, I'm like, that was really cool. Like, I'm definitely grateful for it now. But if you're in the moment, like, just always with humility, always with gratitude, you can't fail with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jessica, tell us, especially for our Australian listeners, where can we find you on social media? All right. Thank you for having me Um, on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Jessica Elaban. J-E-S-S-I-C-A-E-L-A-B-A-N. That's actually my so, uh, my social media handle across Twitter and TikTok as well. I'm more into TikTok. And also, if you go to my, my Instagram, I have installed a link tree where I have, like, my website there if you're interested in merch. I also have, like, a Patreon and other websites if you're interested and, in, like, learning about the other sides of me. My Patreon is going to be more focused around my wrestling career dating back to when I started. I just added an entry about my first back roll and stuff. So, and I kept a video of it. Like, I kept all these videos that I just haven't shared, and I found the place, and now I have the time to do it. So that's where I'm going to share more of my wrestling on my Patreon, which you can find on my link tree on Instagram, Jessica Elliban. I'm exploring. I'm having a really good time. And I think that expanding my brand and stuff, like my main goal is to expand my brand and to connect more with people. And that's just another way that I do it. Awesome. And plans for the future. What does the future hold for Jessica? Well, in 2023, I will be wrestling more. That's what we want to see. Come on. (laughs) Uh, 2023, I'm going to also compete in a, a jiu-jitsu competition I oh, wanted right. I was set to compete this year but I had um some moving and like just life happened so I couldn't but I'm very passionate about that I can't wait to choke somebody or submit <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me but it's it fine. gives you joy to help people <laughs> <laughs> it's just not cool but also, I also plan on traveling abroad, um, going overseas. It's been something I always want to do. So I just got my passport in. I'm ready to go. Australia? Uh, Australia would be dope. Like, I can't wait to go there. I don't, I would like to get in touch with some promoters there and see if there's something that I could set up or mm. even or for like training. That would be super fun. 
but uh, the list goes on. So yes, <laughs> definitely, next year is definitely going to be an amazing year. I think this past year was a lot of like self-reflection and growth. And now that I've taken the time to look at myself and like just know myself better, I already know that next year is going to be amazing. That's a great way to finish it off, Jessica. Amazing talent. And what I like about it is uh, you're very artistic and very creative. And you're not one that's going to sit down and just like, oh, okay. You just get on with life and you do things that make you happy. And that's very inspiring to a lot of people. So I wish you nothing but the best. You too, Craig. It's been a pleasure talking with you. I enjoyed all of your questions. I wish you the most success on your Metallica tour. That's going to be so... Yes! I'm so... Ooh. I'm a fan of Metallica, what I used to do when I was little. My dad would turn on Sandman, and he was like, you used to, like, jump on the table and dance. <laughs> <laughs> Still do That's it. Awesome. <laughs> so. That's awesome. I'm a little metal fan of that. Come on. <laughs> it's been a pleasure speaking with you, and thank you so much for having me. I'm Bella from Bella Simple Chinese School. If you are a beginner, intermediate, advanced, looking for HSK study, business Chinese, or simply want to improve your everyday communication, I'm the teacher for you. Come and join me for a free trail class at Bella Simple Chinese School.